Tonight's show is brought to you by the Imperial Federalist Labor Party of Veloxi's Vixens. We're a fun, independent faction that's conveniently located near resource extraction sites, conflict zones, if we're lucky, and has excellent outfitting and shipyard. From mining to bounty hunting to smuggling and more, come to Townbow Station in Orcus and hang with Veloxi's Vixens today. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Ink spots. <laughs> uh, there's a reason he said that. And uh, your your co-host, Hunter? Yeah, I'm just here for the cake. <laughs> there's cake? There, yeah, cake? I was told there was cake. Is there Ooh, cake? Where's cake? the cake? Uh, you guys talk. I'll be back in, like, 20 minutes. You I gotta run, cake? To, I gotta run to Ralph's. Uh, you know, you guys probably if don't you have knew we were coming, there, but... you should have baked the cake. Uh, it's going to yes. be that kind of show, folks. But we do have a guest this week. Oh, where are you, Where are you, quote-unquote, calling from, Herb? Oh, I'm based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, I've been to Pittsburgh. I'm from Philly, so we have nothing but disdain for Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, yeah urban as, rednecks. The yeah. Cleveland as, Browns, as you know, man, forever. You guys, you guys call it pop out there, which I have a I have an everlasting problem with. <laughs> Remember that time um, when the Browns won <laughs> once? Isn't that Cle- Isn't Browns Cleveland? Yeah, man, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, they're like the They're not that tight. They're not No, pe- no they get along Pitt- great. They try to kill each other like twice a year. I was going to say Pennsylvania people hate Ohio people. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's why we get along so well. And we hate That's New true. Jersey people and we even hate other Pennsylvanians like in between Pennsylvania, in between uh Pittsburgh and Philly, you have Pennsylvania. Yeah. So and perhaps you're just the intolerant assholes. Amish. We, 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 you know what? We have no problem with the Amish, really, because they make awesome uh, food and wood products, and they come to uh, they come to farmers markets. So we really don't have a problem. The only time you have a problem with the Amish is you're, if you're stuck behind a horse and buggy on a one lane road oh, with yeah, no passing. Yeah, that's, that's rough. That is the worst. Yeah, but have you ever seen you like an Amish clown car? Because those are amazing. If you need a barn, an Amish a clown ring. car. Yeah, you get like a big old like beat up van that's driven by some guy. And they just like fifty of them pile out of this van. It's no, amazing. Bro, that's I have never seen. I have never seen Not that. A, never Amish Mennonite. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The um, the only time you'll see so confused. The only time you'll ever see an Amish person drive a van is when they're like a teenager on Rumspringa. No, no, no. They weren't driving. Someone else drives. They yeah, they'll pay somebody to drive them around. They don't actually drive. Oh. But 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 it's the it's the Mennonites that because they're like the more relaxed. You know what? You know what an Amish girl's fantasy is? Two Mennonites. Oh boy. Ah, Pedence. Oh my God! God. Okay, it's that kind of show, folks. So <laughs> we have on. a guest <laughs> joining us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, six hours from my hometown. Uh, we are joined by Herbert Elwood Gillian the Third, OBE, Knight of the Bath, Esquire. <laughs> Your Grace, welcome to the show. Knight of um, the Bath, I've Head Wizard. That one. Actually, have a title, Head Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Not Grand Wizard, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're a wizard of head. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, yes, yes, Brian, I am, actually. Well, oh. that was early in the show. I, I right. know, I know. That's well, that's going out there. And there are three people watching. Hello! Um, we're here to talk about your spacey, roguelike uh, adventure game thing called Fringes of the Empire. Yes. Lost astronauts. 
Lost yeah. Astronauts. Okay, so is Lost Astronauts the name of your company, or is that like a person in the game? What, what like, give us the back, give us the background of this game. Like, when did it, when did uh, it, when did it come to fruition in your head? Is there along... a prize if we find the astronauts? Is there like a bounty? Yeah. Well, yeah, there was going to be in the uh, sequel to this prequel. Um, Lost Astronaut is so Lost Astronaut Studios is the the name of what I, it's just a business name for me. Mm, uh, it's okay. not really a company. Um, so you're dealing with kind of like the lone developer scenario here. Uh, okay. I don't have six friends. I will get them someday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Fringes of the Empire is the prequel to another game that's not released yet called Empire in the Sky. Which is a RTS, if I'm remembering correctly. Are there diamonds yeah, involved? Um, no, but that's that's a good reference. Uh, there also is, there's no band, so oh. there is a band that that produced a song called Empire in the Sky as well. Really? Yeah, it's kind of a like. But then there's Lucy in the Sky with diamonds. Yeah, which but is that was definite... actually LSD. Those right, but that's a, yeah. <laughs> that's actually the reference there. So the the if you if you uh, visit the website, it does talk about it being a '60s retro hmm. um, kind of lava lamp of the the lava lamp of space shooters was the goal. Hmm. That project. Um, it like it's not a bad project. With wood paneling on the side, kind of. Well, we just we bend things and things get distorted <laughs> and crazy looking so yeah no i must so, say so this is, i'm highly space <laughs> is that like Inter- interstate 76 in space didn't that already come out uh i don't know i didn't I hear it, did. it, it it was like a a fart in the wind if it did i think it was a fart in the wind mm-hmm. i think it was a huge fart in the wind i'm pretty yeah, sure space but anyway. 76 all right yes yes with Liv Tyler, I believe, and a bunch of other people. <laughs> now, um, so this game is a top-down space adventure roguelike with, I believe, platforming elements in there as well? Ah, uh, you believe the hype. That's not true anymore. Oh, uh, I thought there was somewhere. Okay. So I built an entire um, platforming engine as a separate project in Game Maker, and I dreamed of combining these two projects. Right. And as I began to do that, it became apparent that that was never going to happen. Oh, okay. So I have I gave that away. People can download that and make it in Game Maker if they want to make their own. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, why not? Some use out of it. But this is more. This is a role playing game, and there is some detailed role playing stuff going on here. Like I gotta say, I love like the Elder Scrolls type questionnaire that you get in the beginning. Sure. That, that determines your character. Yeah, I'm happy with that part. I think that's a great uh, part. Some people. Younger kids complained that it took too long. They didn't like taking tests. It did not take that long. You know, so is it, they should is play it like a game. Traveler, and you can die in character creation. Uh, no, I was just oh. about to bring that up. Though they should play like an old game called Space, which totally rips off Traveler, and you can die during character creation. You can die during character creation. Oh yeah. Oh, that's oh yeah. Good it's great. It's great. Doing that, but don't that's an don't roll snake eyes because. Body yeah, right. oh, I get it. All right, all right. So yeah, you start the game with a twenty question questionnaire that tests your knowledge of not only real stuff but fictional stuff. It seems, which yeah, is kind of neat. Paid attention on the website, kind of thing, a couple times, and of other games, it does make a reference to Fallout. Does it? I don't remember that at all. You'll see it. You'll see okay. it. Okay. But yeah, I think the last time I played, it made me an archaeologist. Um, yeah, yeah. Which Zeno. is neat. 
but, but it, it's yeah. missing the one thing that Dispatcher brought, where you can actually play as a porn star. That's a good idea. Yeah. See, I'm gonna write this stuff down. Tomorrow is Dev Day. That was the only <laughs> good thing in Dispatcher. Oh, all right. Well, bring it back. Hunter, Hunter, and I had an exper- an experiment with that, and then it went back. So, so I don't know much <laughs> about Game Maker. What it what and and for other people in the audience who might not not know much about Game Maker is, could you fill us in on? Like what the details of Game Maker is? It's a game creation engine. I'm yeah, do you sure, make games like, with it? Is that the right? But like, how does it differ from, say, Unity or something like that? Like, is so it... it's the lower cost uh, version of Unity. Okay. Um, it's not by the same people. It's by a company in Scotland. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be as nice as I can be to to YoYo Games. It's Maker. Uh, YoYo Games is the company. Um, but I I really can't be all that nice because. I spent money on it. You know, it went up in price after I bought it, so I felt like I was getting in early. But if you want to make a Flappy Bird for every single mobile device you could possibly think of, (laughs) this is the thing to use. Oh, no. Um, So what's the the, uh, learning curve of this thing? Because... What I read about it, I own it. I haven't fired it up. I got it in a bundle, and uh, cool. but I've been considering like uh, it's either going to be like Unity or that. And I was thinking, well, maybe I'll go into this. But do you do a lot of scripting in it, or is it just kind of like you know you drag some stuff out on the screen and, and suddenly you have Space Invaders and you know it's all because it, um, they they poised it as kind of like you can be drag and drop if you wish, but then you can do more. Yeah, um, my yes, that is a good overview. I think the realities is is really you have to kind of cut through their hype, and what you quickly find out is that it's a lot about coding, and it's a lot about coding really gangly stuff that makes no sense except within its own world, which is fine. And I think that a, a non-expert who doesn't have a high um, lofty goal is going to be able to make like their first game in it. And maybe they can put it out onto a mobile device, which may explain why you see some mobile device uh, games that kind of suck. How did they make those? Well, <laughs> oh, they no. made it for Game Maker. But um, there's other, there's several others, uh, like you know, competing with that, and that's Construct Two App Game Kit by game creators. Uh, uh, Construct Two is by someone else. Uh, but Game Maker of those is, is pretty good. Although App Game Kit, which was a Kickstarter project looked pretty cool. I don't know how far along they are, but I think that'll be the better one later. Um, but, you know, you can do drag and drop um, with some heavy, you know, restrictions. Um, and then beyond that, it's a lot of coding with their proprietary stuff. And it they make it seem like, oh, you'll just write this and then put it out to those six different platforms. No problem. But it turns out that each platform has different constraints and, and different things work and don't work. Uh, for instance, you can't do like full networking support. You have to do only web page uh, retrieval. Uh, on mobile devices, you can't have like a socket on the mobile devices. So that was kind of a hindrance. I couldn't do things that I wanted to do. Um, and as it turns out, as the project you know matured, it took a year to get to what you're seeing. Um, it ended up being that I continuously was shaving off features that I wanted to explore and make more compl- complicated, complex, and interesting. Uh, but because of the you know speed at which I was moving forward, I had to keep saying, no, I'll just get the first one. I won't get all those other ones I was trying to get as well as I was building out all the features. And, and so, sadly, uh, 
Sadly, it ended up being that Windows. Uh, so, so what happened was I was going to make it for all the platforms, mm-hmm. and then slowly I realized that was impossible. So I don't do it for all the platforms now. I'm just back to Windows. And before I even bought this thing, I was developing a Windows engine. So I'm back to my old engine. So I'm just going to go back to my old engine and implement the things that I implemented here, and then just rapidly move forward because it's just become impossible. And that's the sad truth. But it's, it is what it is, and it is kind of fun, so I wanted to get it out there and raise awareness and learn about how to sell something on Steam, and I was lucky to get a greenlit. Oh, that's cool. So so is it, well, first off, what code is actually under the hood there? Is it C Sharp, Java? Uh, it's GML, which is a game maker language. Oh, so it's its own bird. Yeah, and you can use external DLLs written in C++ and C Sharp, but... Uh, mm. With uh, varying, well, then they sandboxed everything, so it became more uh, complicated to use those a lot. They keep breaking everyone's code. And so, you you know, you're just kind of stuck with what they wrote. And if it Mm. doesn't work, you write this guy named Richard, and you say, Richard, what what in God's name is going on with this? And why is this not doing what it's supposed to do? And you'll see in the game little artifacts of the, uh, you know, like uh, the, the, the overlay uh, which you'll get to is uh, when you see like like a ship selected as your target, it kind of moves around a little bit at a different speed that the rest of it moves, and there's nothing I can do about that uh, as the programmer. They had they have muffed that up, and now I have to hmm. kind of deal so with we, it. So we refer to these quirks as Richards. It's yeah. like oh, I've caught yeah. another Richard in my code. So uh, I just I'm on the yo-yo. Of yo-yo game, so <laughs> not the end of their string. So, are you um are you gonna take what you've got and then go back to a different engine and then kind of reproduce this in that, or is this what it is and then you're gonna make something else? Or I, I didn't quite follow what you. Were... Oh no, I would I. So I want to make this clear to any gamer who's like, should I support this project? I want you to be happy. I want to make a memorable experience. It may not be a triple A title. But it's going to be a memorable experience. And I think this has the inkling of that, but I can't proceed forward. And so as an early access release, you know, I'm going to continually update it, um, you know, with the frequency that I'm allowed to by Valve, which is like monthly at the minimum. Um, But, uh, you know, as far as uh, the plans for the future, I'm not giving up on this. I wanted to I don't want to put out a game that sucks and then have people like, oh, I wish this was I want my money back or this sucks, don't buy it. I, I want people to be like, this was awesome. Hmm. So uh, I'm not leaving you guys. If, if somebody spent money today, you're going to get a really good game. <laughs> I promise. So uh, I want to apologize to people in the stream who could maybe hear me. Uh, for some reason, my internet is really doing terrible tonight. Um, I'm dropping frames like a motherfucker. And uh, yeah, it's really bad, actually. I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. It's, uh, it's yeah. really terrible. I mean, I've not changed any settings. You, you sure it's um, not Richard screwing with you? And, and I'm no, <laughs> yeah. It's Quick, rich. call and Richard. I, and I'm and and I'm not downloading anything that I can tell that might screw up my bandwidth. So I don't know what exactly is happening. Are with you using Shadowplay? No, that- no, I'm using Open Broadcaster software, which is what I always use. Yeah. So well, I'm not yeah. sure what's happening, and this is unusual. Like I don't drop frames very often, but now I've dropped. Over 10,000 at this point. Um, okay, so I have a tip for you, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we can fix this. Um, 
Alt Enter should put it back into a windowed mode, and then I think you can make it smaller. But if I'm wrong about this, I'm sorry. No, it did put it into Windows windowed mode. I don't know if that has anything to do. I don't know if that is. I don't know if the game is causing the problem. But I'll leave it in I windowed put mode. It past it. I'm certainly oh. pushing this thing as as much as it can go. But you're not in the part that's slow. You're in the part. What part are you at? You're at the menu. I'm not even at the menu. I just got my. Uh... Assessment. I am a legal Olympian technical xenoarchaeologist. Excellent. I know a fucking shit about biology, survival, archaeology, and computers. What, and, what law. and law. And law. Because <laughs> you're a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. Yeah. I'm a space lawyer. Objection. Now, doesn't that sound cool? It sounds hilarious. I now, love I, it. I, I got to burst the bubble is that it doesn't mean anything. What? None of that oh. means anything. I'm sorry, no. but it will. It will, Brian. I promise. You. Okay, okay. okay. Um, well, apparently, my character also has weak psionics. Whatever that means. Okay. So apparently, stream is resumed. I'm still. Uh, huh? But uh. Well, intermission. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's I'm not. I'm not oh, I think the game might have crashed. Uh-oh. Oh no, no, it's going. It's going. Okay. Wait, did you see the computer and it was loading? No, I've got the computer now. I've got okay. the computer now. So I'm going to look yeah. at these uh, this command help again because I was really lost. Yeah. Okay, so There's a secret commands, as I'll tell you about in a minute. Well, there are a few commands I'm not clear on. So, for example, uh, commit agent. What is that? Okay, so commit agent. So you're given four agents in the beginning, and right. agents are spec ops. And they launch from – this has never been seen before, and this is the one feature that is totally unique to this game. Okay. You launch – I mean, maybe it's happened in an FPS, but you launch a little green guy, and then he shoots a grappling hook onto the enemy ship that you have targeted, and, huh? and then he cuts a hole and goes inside and then replaces it so that they don't know he's in there. And, huh? and that's what commit agent means. Uh, but you only get four, and there's no way to really recoup them yet, so um, – just use them one at a time. Spare. Okay. And I could see. I see you can change what the agents do. Yeah, and that doesn't really mean it does mean something. I did get some of it working. It. it yeah. So I did work on this. So um, you can you can have to pump <laughs> the weapons off of the ship, and then you can collect the weapons, which is an important thing that you have to do to make this game more fun for yourself. If you do play this game or buy this game, is you want to get a turret installed as soon as you possibly can, and preferably a nuke turret. But uh, it's up to you. And then uh, and there's two ways to get those turrets. One is to shoot them off using the uh, the autocannon or whatever I gave you in the beginning. You have five weapons. Right. Uh, and then the other way is to uh, to send this agent in and have him remove the, the, the weapons. Another thing you can do is eject cargo from the ship. So you tell him to go in and steal the cargo. Um, and then the other is, is demolitions where he's blowing up, uh, parts of the ship while you're, uh, you know, sabotaging the ship while you're fighting the ship. Uh, spec ops die during the process of their fight or of their, you know, mission. So they're kind of one-offs. Uh, but, uh, that's, that's the gist of that feature. Um, okay. I believe for Whoa. debugging, when you have a oh. ship selected and you hit E, it will cause that ship to eject a fighter. So if you wanted to play around with the, them actually sh- launching a fighter, you can do that. Okay. Whoa. So, I think I just got blowed up. Yeah, I can't see what's going on, but uh, it takes a while to die. First you get damaged right away, 
then you get set off. You lose part of the ship, but you're still able to control. But a lot. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So what happens? So you lost your main body. Yeah, I'm in a. I'm in a. I'm in a escape rocket now. With that big, and it says fuel. Yeah, and so, I'm out of fuel. Oh. So now you're just in your red rocket. Yeah. <laughs> and and your red rocket's actually a pretty good ship. You just can't launch fighters from it, and it has a smaller cargo hold. Um, the fighter's feature is uh, it'll take us an hour to get you to build one fighter, but it could happen. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, so then uh, you can survive. You're not dead yet. Once you lose that ship, you die. And then you're immediately uh, <laughs> resurrected. So, okay. yeah, like, I don't know how to elongate. I don't want people to die. I want people to explore and have fun. I, I die all the time. I die yeah. all the time. And, yeah, and we can we can uh, test it. Yeah. yeah, I I die. Oh, I think I'm in a. What am I in now? I'm in a little blue thing. What the hell? Am a little I in blue. Now? Okay, if you hold X, you're gonna shoot your laser guns because that's you, buddy. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Really? That's yeah, funny. Only survivor. <laughs> oh my god! So I'm in like a spacesuit. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, because yeah. as soon as I as soon as I spawn, there are like two big pirate ships on me, right? And I died pretty quickly. So when you come back, just go the other way. Just go away. Just don't fly. Not... To, don't fly toward the thing it targets and tells you to fly to. Fly the opposite direction. That's right. That's well, apparently right. now now it's auto dialing nine one one. I don't even know what that means. You're gonna come. That's respawn. You're gonna come back. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. So just fly away, fly away until you find things to to, to like, lose. Take one enemy, like get used to the because the combat in this it's kind of crazy. Like it is a little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still I, not used to it yet. Well, for one, it shakes the screen, which which is just I think that's pretty damned funny, actually. Yeah, I think it's pretty damn great because you know that it it reminds you of like in the original Star Trek, you know, when like the ship would get hit and they'd be like, ah, that's right. Definitely an inspiration there, sure. I, I, you know, Brian, my favorite game of all time is is Starflight. Oh yeah. Um, oh come on, don't, you don't have gift. to kiss Brian's ass just because you're. No, here. this is the truth. I'm not. It, well, is that your favorite game? Uh, it's uh, it's anime? in my top three. It's in my top three. It's, yes. it's only the game that he talks about every. So it, it's, so thanks for that. Bringing that it's, up. It's uh, <laughs> I'm actually next year is the 20th anniversary of uh, of the game being released so i'm trying to get together a round table of the people who worked on it Shh. every time brian says starflight cool. i know that he's rubbing it i know a little bit a little, a little bit brian, I, do you I, know matt uh matt um barton no I, that name does not ring a bell have you ever seen matt chat I'm oh sorry, yeah I don't think that I matt barton yep you this is an excellent opportunity for you and him to collab i bet you he could get those guys and you guys could do a thing together i wonder if that's possible if not, I would definitely watch your thing. But I think, does he know them? No, but he's really good at tracking these people down, and he's talked to everybody. He's yeah. talked, you know. Okay, I've already got one of them, so I just need to find out the the other. There's there were four guys. There were five guys in binary system. I believe one is dead, but I'm not sure. Oh, really? I I I feel that there is one that is. Oh no. Um, and he died like ten years later. So, oh, but I don't scary. know. What about the guy <laughs> that you talked to? You didn't ask. Uh, well, I, I didn't want to push it. You know, he already said yes. I'm like, could you get me in touch with you? I didn't want to be an asshole and ask that. So oh. I, fe I felt like that was dickish. You know what I mean? Well, but does he know he's kind of, I mean, you want to get a reunion going. That's what I'm working on. And I've already, he already agreed to it. Um, That's so, wonderful. so no, I'm really excited about that. I'm psyched. Um, 
So I'm I, trying I, to get that next year. But yes, yeah, Starflight, Starflight one and two, the first one especially. That was the first DOS game. Oh I, yeah, I ever owned. I I it, well, I, I got I had a Tandy one thousand EX, uh, and Radio Shack had a bunch of games like with their computers. Remember when they had computers? <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah. Remember when they had stores? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so this game, like this game, looks cool. It's got a spaceship on it. Why not? I had no idea what I was in for. I played that would run. I played that in green MCGA oh. on eighty eighty eight. And in fact, that computer that you saw while the game was loading is at NC art that I made of an eighty eighty eight. So. <laughs> It's, it's modeled after that that AT and T So what uh, do I do with this Starbase here? Going back to this for a second. Nothing. Oh, okay. So an example. We were talking before about how the engine is just not so great. That yeah. that door used to open, and you would like fly into it. Like you would like you know get smaller and fly down. But uh, you know because of like I have to cry about it. I just have to cut these features that I I want, but refactoring I lose them, and so. That'll be back one day. We'll be opening doors and. Now, did you you had to cut features because of the uh, limitations of the engine? Yeah, there's no like structure. Like most programming languages have like a class or structure. Uh, there isn't that in GML. There's things called DS lists and DS grids. Huh. Um, totally difficult to use. Um, just not. It's not easy to pass things, and it's not easy to transmogrify an object. Like, you can't have, like, a generic object and then make it a ship. Right. In, in this game, I there's a lot of if statements that say, if this is set, then it's this ship. And uh, it just, you know, you can't load graphics into it on the fly. Like, if you stuck graphics in the folder, I couldn't load your campaign with your own custom graphics because uh, it won't let me do that. It's all baked in. So uh, I'm just kind of stuck. And and I want these features. I want it to be modelable. I want it to be fun. I want it to be easy for me to add features, turn them on and off, right. uh, like that. And it was cool. It ha- I mean, I I spent like three days making that door work, and then like six months later, I had to cut it. Um, it's a crash point. If you were to talk to the space station, it would crash. Don't use the comms menu. Oh, okay. I, I did fix a bug recently that caused it to crash as soon as you click comms, but. Huh. Uh, it just doesn't work very well. I'm sorry. Um, so that's okay. We might. I don't know. I don't know about the video for this week. I might. Ah, uh, this is so terrible. So, are you capturing? Are you? You depend on the stream to capture. Well, yeah. I usually just stream right to YouTube, and they well, we usually have an audio recording. Yeah, we have an audio recording, so we'll have an MP3. But um, I, I usually stream to YouTube, and right now, like I'm thinking of capturing this locally. Oh, whoa! Uh, See, you main. You just click the main menu button. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's, yeah, it's it like is. most of the frames are dropped. Like I can see on the dashboard. Um, What's your resolution? Oh, I don't know. I'm just running this thing in full screen. It's 1080, but I'm Did down. Th- I'm down resing it to uh, 720. P. Yeah. Uh, did you Alt Enter? Uh, I don't think that's gonna work. But. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna do it. Uh, I I did now. I don't know if that'll do anything. Okay, so I'm trying to find one ship here. And I'm going to just try and... Oh, shit, there's a few of them. God damn it. Never mind. So uh, a couple of hints. Um, you, the high raw flat cannon allows you to um, pop a, a, a gun off. Also, there's a bug with one of the ships, and it won't... Actually, you know what you should do? 
you should hyperspace to another system because in the other systems they don't seem to target you properly. Oh. So um, you can probably just get off with a free kill if you go to like Alpha Proxima. Okay, so star map. Uh, looking for that. Oh, I see Alpha Centauri, Kraos. Uh, what am I looking for here? Um, the Earth system. Oh, I see it, Alpha Proxima. Right near there, yeah. Engage hyperdrive. You gotta hit that a couple times. Yeah, because it gave me a question mark. Yeah, it's just making sure. Yeah, I know, which is funny. Yeah. All right, so now I'm, oh, in Alpha Proxima. So I think this one uses a shader. It does. Uh, it's it's definitely prettier. It's yeah, already it's... targeted a bad guy for me. Cool. He probably is, he could be attacking you, but. I don't also, know. Also, you should use your spec ops. If you target him. Yeah. And then launch your, uh. Your uh, either the cargo mode or the theft mode. What's cargo mode or theft? Well, see that little button under Agents Four. Yeah. If you click that, it changes the the mission type. Right. I see cargo. I see sabotage, recon, demolition. I'm guessing. So. Uh, I would pick sabo maybe. Sabo will probably cause it to to go through and slowly eject weapons every 30 seconds I, I like how the i like how the um the pirate ship names in this system are very specific like harry's man cave and uh haft and blade hilton um yeah this is the result of you know again not it's not the smartest namer but uh this actually came from a wiki about space games that was really? like list use these some of them i think are kind of whack but uh some of them are great so, and I also have a list of over 800 U.S. United States ships uh, of all time. So I use that for oh. the UFSC ships, the the friends. Uh, That's cool. So yeah, but uh, later on down the line, I'll have a smarter algorithm that that does stuff. So this is the prequel. So the the sequel was like a, an exploration into procedural uh, stuff back in 2000 and. And six, I kind of wanted to make a game, and I was like, I'll just make it in like six months. And uh, seven years later, eight years later now, um, I have this like ridiculous cyclopean engine with 1800 different interlocking classes that does all this crazy stuff that I haven't even shown the world yet, you know? And um, uh, Empire was built with that, um, an earlier version of that. And um, I'm going to rebuild it for this. But it had everything was procedural, like the aliens, their ships, the planets, the surfaces of the planets were done with procedural shading. So uh, it was like a real-time animation with like bump mapping, and it looked great. And I, I hired a really great voiceover actor named uh, Richard Beauchamp, uh, who works for the Discovery Channel. And I was just, that project is my baby. And this came about because I, I was frustrated with the time it was taking and seven years in, you know. And I was like, well, I'm going to go get Game Maker and that's going to speed up my life. And now I'm like, why did I do that? So now I'm just going to write a really smart, concise engine that, that lets me do fringes. And then I'm going to expound upon that for, for its sequel, Empire in the Sky, because... Uh, because I want it to be great. I don't. I don't want to put out products that suck. No, so. of course. Of I don't course. think this entirely sucks. Maybe you'll disagree, but no, I don't think so. I mean, it, I was very confused at first. Uh, I will admit, but now that I know where the controls are and whatnot, I I'm kind of digging it. I like that's a roguelike. like. <laughs> now I dig that. I'm seeing the stream. Yeah. I'm kind of. 
I'm kind of in the top-down. You know, oh, yeah, I love top-down well. games like there, this. Yeah. You know, there's so many games that have come out that are like that. You know, I mean, it's like we've had Nave, which is a long-standing, basically, top-down. Um, but then uh, they they had that, uh, what was it, Free Sky? Well, you, that, it's, it's more, you're thinking yeah, Endless Sky. sky. And, endless Sky, and that, yeah. And, and those are more like uh, Escape Velocity. Right. And, and then there's... Um, Oh gosh, the one that we play like free space. A lot. Remember free space? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah we we have that? a we have a personal relationship with free space. Oh, that's so. awesome. Oh yeah. no, I had a um, about a year ago, and I I should follow up with these guys. I had a podcast with a bunch of the people who worked on free space too, and free space. And that's probably like I was really trying hard not to fanboy all over them, but <laughs> I did anyway because free space too. Holy shit, you know, best yeah. game ever. That's my number one. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, what what is it? It's uh, Void Expanse. That's oh, I like one it. Yeah. that we were Great playing game. a lot of. Great game. Yes. Yeah. I like so it. so I'm totally into this top down perspective. It it just makes these kind of games a little more approachable than like oh, a yeah. lot of people just don't like to deal with the whole 3D thing and yeah. situational awareness and and that. Um, but yeah, so it's you know you can do this kind of thing. And uh, what was that one that you were playing just the other day, Brian? They've renamed it a couple of times. Um, Star Sector what was it? Star Sector, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. That yeah, game is. Great. I don't know what happened with that game, but they, they they went from kind of a fun little game to like it's... a meat grinder. Oh my god! Uh, well, you can. They still <laughs> have mean? like it was initially just a top down like strategy tactical game, which you can still do. There are missions that you can just do by themselves. Mm-hmm. Still, and you can still play like that. Yeah, but I jumped into the this... campaign, and it's like I met the oh, first no. enemy fleet, and it was. Um, uh, the campaign that was the will game over. <laughs> oh, the like... tipping point. The tipping point in that game is like instantaneous. Like you have to have more ships, or you will not win. Yeah. Or you have to have more powerful ships. That's a... exactly okay. So, so I stole some turrets. Sorry, I stole some turrets. Right. What do I do with them? All right, go to um, main menu. I did see that. I do see occasional updates over there, and that's good. Um, so main menu, and then you go to uh, I think it's status. Got it. All right, and then there is. Um, a turret button. Oh. And now you can... They're very tiny. <laughs> I don't know which one of the... How do I know which one does what? No idea. you have to try each one. Okay. Uh, if it's blue with three uh, spheres, that's a... Uh, or circles, uh, that's a pretty good one. Oh, there's a one with three circles. And like a cross formation with two... It looks like two barrels. I believe... I don't know. There's they, some of them look similar, but that that one could be a nuke, could be something else. Uh, Ooh, how do I shoot it? You use the mouse. So it's not only is it keyboard aim, but it's also mouse aim. Oh, really? And now you're gonna be killing the ship you go towards. This this thing shoots in all directions. This particular turret. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that one. <laughs> that works. I can see that really well. Um. The stream's fixed uh, right now. But uh, you know what, though? Uh, yeah, we're in the green. There's like 100. It's probably because it was like around 5 o'clock. Uh, oh, uh, now it's in the red again. I don't fucking know what's happening. It, I see it fine. It looks fine now. But uh, no, there's over 100 weapons. You just can only access certain ones right now. I mean, I spent a lot of time tweaking each weapon. Well, there's another turret. Yeah, I know. I just found a few other things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Floating around. Nice. That one's not very good. Or maybe it is. I Honestly, don't remember, but uh, uh, so the weapon you have there is not very effective. You may want to try a different tur- uh, turret, one that fires a missile. Oh, but, uh, okay. Whatever you want to do, let me give that a shot. 
Now, I kind of like this menu system. It it does remind me of like an old school Starflighty <clears throat> menu system, which I dig. Yeah. Like, how to say I dig that. So we agree on that. But what about the other folks? I mean, do you guys like that? Or you, um, Some people said it was clunky or slow. All this right. thing shoots blue lightning bolts. Oh, uh, that one's all right. Each So there are five different types of damage. There's um, radiation damage, which, oh. which sickens crew. Um, then there's um, electrical, which can damage the computing systems of enemy ships. Uh, then there's, uh, by the way, there's no way to use a turret as a regular. Oh, this one shoots a missile. Uh, cool. What color is the missile? Blue. Blue gray. Uh, that's an ice missile. That's a cryo missile. Uh, so cool. then there's cold and heat damage, and then there's uh, just regular like projectile kind of concussive. And, oh, and... I have no more agents. Oh no. Yeah, you you kind of used all four. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So you can start a new game, but uh, soon I tell you what. Uh, well, I'll do an update eventually that allows people to graduate. You can train your crew now, but it doesn't mean anything. Right. But, should be able to graduate your spec ops. Uh, but I, I'm kind of moving towards the new engine, so I want to have a really great update in a few months. That oh, really? You're, so you're, you're porting this to a new engine? I have ripped out the uh, umbilical oh, awesome. cord. I'm moving on. Uh, it's time to make a great game in a different engine. And it's but gonna it's still going to be this game. It's just yeah. going to be... Oh, okay. So which, what are you moving to? I'm uh, moving to my own custom Windows, PC only. Uh, it's it's written That's... in... Yeah. That's probably a smart idea. Yeah, it's fast, it's slick, and it can be very complicated and have a lot of features and uh, uses OpenGL. It's just great. Um, have, have you coded an engine before, or was that your first rodeo with that kind of thing? Because I've, I've watched that, uh, that show on YouTube, the uh, Homemade Hero, I think it is, or Handmade Hero, uh, where the guy has gone like hundreds of hours into cooking this engine for like a 2D sprite based thing and he's he's kind of explaining like every line of code and why he did and stuff but it's it's just like blowing my mind watching this thing because you know it's a, like the the one episode on just how to get sound to play and you know so he he's bringing it like just from raw C sharp and not using anybody's like pre-done code modules and stuff so um it it just uh the the idea of of cooking my own engine is pretty daunting to me well, um, that's you said that's homegrown hero. Yeah, I think it's handmade hero or, or handmade. Yeah, I think it's handmade Sorry. hero. Handmade. I'm gonna check that guy out. I'm sure, I'll see a couple things that I want to duplicate. But ultimately, um, so like in 2006, I was working at uh, a hospital doing uh, actually a, a medical school uh, doing cancer research, and part of the research was to do geometric analysis of morphology, which in layman's terms means looking at a slide instead of a doctor and determining what it is. Oh. And so that kind of got me to thinking, well, it's it, I was using processing, which is a kind of an accessible programming language developed at MIT by a fellow uh, named Ben Fry and Casey Reese. It's a co-authorship. And uh, that that's a cool thing if you want to just play with graphics and you want to learn about how to do graphic visualizations. Uh, and it's a useful tool. I use it for things uh, to write a quick uh, sketch, as it's called, in processing. But uh, we wanted to take this uh, to another level. So uh, I began developing in Linux using LibAugur, which is the basis for Blender. If you've ever heard of Blender, that's yeah. a oh, yeah, sure. 
Right. And so I fell into IRC and I met this guy named Veg and he told me to use Lib Augur and I learned all of that. And then I began working with a guy named Jerome uh, who owns a company called Isere, E-C-E-R-E uh, Corporation, which is a nonprofit in Canada. And uh, he, he did a really cool cross-platform tool that lets you do DirectX and OpenGL all in one place. Oh. Uh, so I learned a lot about that. And he's a great programmer. I mean, he's a really smart guy. And I learned uh, – it just helped me along the way. And so um, in 2007, I picked up the reins and began developing a, a Microsoft Visual Studio project. And like I said it's uh, earlier, uh, it's 1,800 classes that are just interwoven um, – you know, to do curves, to do 2D calculations, to do massive worlds. I've, I've got a thing that'll let me do pretty much, you know, 100,000 items, uh, which is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of a Bethesda world. I mean, maybe not. Maybe they have millions. I don't know. But um, in 2D. And um, I eventually kind of half sold it to a com- the company that I work for, Peacemaker Technologies, which is a retail 3D printing company. We do uh, currently, we're located in four stores in uh, the Mid-Atlantic region, so New York, uh, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, in mm-hmm. Toys R Us stores, uh, selling uh, Nickelodeon items that are 3D printed, customized for uh, people who come into the stores. Oh, wow. And so I kind of license my engine to them, and um, we use it every day, and this has actually helped because it kept the project going and it made it more robust. And uh, uh, allowed me to to ex, you know express all of that stuff I wanted to in, in graphics. Um, when I was growing up, there was a guy named Chris Chu who worked on several Halo games. Uh, he is a uh, graphics programmer at Bungie, and he recently released a title. Uh, I, the the it's their fantasy title that just came out. He was working on that project. Oh, uh, I, I can't know. think of the name, uh, but. Uh, I don't know. Right? <laughs> no, no, no he still works there. Uh, but he did a great talk. If anybody's into graphics programming or wants to learn something from a true professional, he, he did a, uh, a recent talk at, at, uh, GDC about how they did the new particle engine for, uh, the up Halo reach, uh, mm. title. By the way, were you talking and, about destiny? Uh, the maybe. thing sounds good. It's yeah, like, sounds, it's like Halo right. with space knights. Um, really? yeah, okay. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, they're also coming out with some other, like, No Man's Sky-like game. But, uh, anyway, um, you know, so so this guy and I, back in, like, 1994, wrote a game that we pitched to uh, Epic. I was 11 or 12 at the time, and he was, like, my age, you know. And uh, we, we actually almost got it, except Stone came out with this space shooter, and so we couldn't do our space shooter because they already had a space shooter. And uh, he went on to write something that was similar to to those uh, subspace. Uh, do you remember the game subspace? Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so we wrote a game. He was writing a game similar to that that was based on our work in 94, in 96. And um, I kind of, we lost touch after that. But, um, you know, uh, to this day, I, I had wanted to work in graphics, but I was a web developer and I was doing like websites and it paid my bills. And I was he went off to work at Bungie and he worked with Paul Debovec, who uh, is like the the center of of all movies, uh, any new CG you see comes out of, like, the Debovec lab. Um, you know, when when Epic shows you how, like, the earlobe is lit. Hmm. Remember that video a couple years back? They're like, look, yeah. at, the, look at that earlobe. 
Oh God, the earlobe. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was Paul Debovec's work doing huh. light that lights or uh, a shader that makes it look like light is passing through a semi-opaque object. Oh, so did you grow like up that. in Pittsburgh? Like, I did. So all I these did. people are from there. So well, Chris Chu is from Wisconsin. He moved here, and now he lives in in Seattle. Uh, I stayed. Nobody else stayed. Okay, so uh, so basically, like, if I want to be a cool game dev, I need to at least pass through Pittsburgh at some point, and my <laughs> destiny is set. Because it, cause it that, sounds like, you know, you, you have the coolest friends. Like, Well, I mean, come to Pittsburgh, have, you know, buy me a pizza. I don't know, but uh, or a beer, but uh, and we'll talk. But, uh, you know, as far as, like, uh, why you would come here, unfortunately, Randy Pausch, who was a dear friend of mine, uh, Dr. Randy Pausch, he wrote The Last Lecture. I don't know if you remember this book. He yeah. was the guy who got famous for dying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he uh, he worked for EA, and so that's our connection, is through Carnegie Mellon and through the Entertainment Technology Center, of which I was a part when it was only five people back in the beginning uh, of it. And now it's a huge program. And, and so if you wanted to become an EA executive or an EA game designer, or if you wanted to work for Angel Studios, which is now called uh, Rockstar, uh, you would probably want to go to the etc masters program at carnegie mellon or you want to go to full sail uh which is down in florida and, and other places but but carnegie mellon has a special track for that and uh so that's why i know these people um we all went to the same school we went to the same high schools uh, in fact one of my friends in high school who who uh, plays he loves star control um mm. he can't play those 3ds because they make him sick Oh no! He doesn't have epilepsy. He's not. He just doesn't. It just makes him sick. Yeah. And so he can't enjoy it. So th- that's kind of why I make two D games because I know people can you know relax and casually enjoy a game instead of worrying about ducking behind a uh, something and you know all that. Yeah. Have you made so, Have you made like a bunch of little stuff or do you just go for the the epic big long projects? I have trouble with games. Uh, I have to go epic. I have to at least go expansive. I don't know if it has to be epic. But, um, yeah, I've done little projects. I mean, I've probably written... I know that this this game engine is at least 250,000 lines of code. That's epic. Holy crap. It's huge. But I wrote, like, a little space game while doing this uh, called Space Sheep. I never released it or anything, but you (laughs) basically just click on the ship to destroy it. You know, that kind of thing. Um, So, so yeah, along the way, I mean, you know, processing... uh, allows you to write little tiny things and you can't really get too big with, with the processing. So that kind of forced me to write quick solutions and I still use it. But part of that was gaming. There was some like asteroids clones and I could play with those. And then uh, uh, about two years ago, I got my first, no, about five years ago, I got my first actual commercial game uh, deal where I made a game for Procter and Gamble's oral B line available on Nokia phones in Italy. What? Yes. I wrote a game for the Nokia Phones, you know, the flip phones. What? <laughs> yeah. Is it like Black Blaster or something? That's amazing. Yeah, no, you're like a, um, I didn't make the graphics, but you're a little uh, toothbrush and it's a platformer and you have to like go and scrub the teeth. And so you jump and you like, instead of coins, you pick up teeth. You could have done flappy was, teeth. That would have been. I should have done flappy teeth. That would have sold better. <laughs> But, uh, yes, uh, that was the first time I made a commercial game. But I had worked with a company called Demiurge through my school. They they launched this company called Demiurge, and th- that name is probably not that familiar to you, but... It, I know that name from somewhere. You know it, though. Yeah, they, they made uh, Band of Brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Alien Colonial Marines flop. 
and some other games like Shoot Many Robots. Oh, yeah. I oh, I, I, Robot. um, I have so, so they actually did Colonial, because I knew like Gearbox was the name on the box for that, right? But it, but they were yeah, like so d- under Gearbox or what? Yeah, so Demiurge gets hired. There's a guy there named uh, Chris. Um, I can't remember his last name, but there's a like super uber programmer there named Chris who um, just like he drove their technology and um, they would get hired out. So they worked for uh, Epic first as the documenters. They documented Unreal uh, because there were no docs when they got into game development. So they wanted to write the docs. So a guy named uh, Jason Lentz, who worked on that team uh, for Demiurge, uh, worked for Epic to develop all of the documentation for early versions of uh, Unreal Ed around 2002. Uh, and that company went on to be hired as kind of like a, a partner or a, an outsource um, to work on Fallout 3, and that's where Fred Zeleny comes in, and uh, those were all my classmates. And okay, I that, helped tell them. the Inkspot story. That's In the beginning, yeah. So. <laughs> we have to tie that up because I started the show with the Inkspot. What? So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally cool, man. Uh, so basically, uh, just to to, you know, it's hard to prove these things. You know, and so what I'm telling you is my truth, but it's a truth that I think Fred will agree with. Uh, Fred Zeleny worked on a lot of the quests for Fallout 3, and by way of me contacting Tim Kaine directly and some other people, um, because I was such a huge fan of Fallout, and you can see that in this game, uh, that fringes of the Empire, uh, you know, I, I got to share with them just some stuff I wanted to share about the Fallout series as they were building Fallout 3, which they were worried about. They thought that they might create the wrong product and they were going to get rid of that. There were like lots of plans. Like they, they just weren't sure. And so I just, I was like totally behind the vats, like revival. I was like, don't get rid of that. If you guys are flip flopping, don't give it up. Maybe that was a bad idea. I don't know. But ultimately I think it was something that made that product different. Well, it made it accessible who aren't FPS. Oh yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I have a lot of girlfriends who play, that game and they hate FPSs because they aren't good at them. Hmm. And now you can freeze time. So that's, and especially with Fallout 4, my friend Simmerine, uh, her name's Valerie. That's her like nickname. Um, she can build her, you know, little Fallout settlements. She loves that. Um, yeah, I was but... kind of wishing that Fallout 4, the one thing that I want from, from Bethsoft is just let me have one other person in my game. Just you know, co-op two players, oh, sure. and that way I can at least have somebody come to the crap that I made. You know, like I agree with like you. Skyrim yeah. or something because I, I know you, you know you can't do the whole um, the whole thing of of like well, let's deal with like ten players in here all doing their own thing and whatever. You know, just have one guy. It's his story, but his buddy can come along with him, and you know, or, or let let me play dog meat, whatever. But Codsworth, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, any any of the above, but you know, so, you since you've the, got their ear, just insist like Fallout Five or or there was a hack or a mod for Skyrim. There was a mod that let you play with like ten other people. And yeah, I did. We fooled around with it. I, I didn't have a lot of success. Really? Yeah, yeah, it, it crashed quickly. Um, usually, when you hit something. Um, well, it, to make a long story short, uh, after I interacted with the uh, the Fallout team, they did put me in the game uh, as Herbert Daring Dashwood. And they made a uh, illusion, or a, um, if you read the uh, the terminal in uh, Herbert's uh, Ten Penny Tower or whatever, there's a m- reference to a guy named Chen, and that's Chris Chu of Bungie. So now you know that's the Easter egg in there. 
you didn't know me. It was like an inside joke almost. But uh, hmm. there's also some talk of MUDs. You guys know what MUDs are, multi-user oh, yeah. dungeons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in that game, in Fallout 3, they do talk about MUDs a bit. They don't talk about them in Fallout uh, 4, and I haven't really interacted with that team in a long time. So they're going off notes now. They don't know who said them these things. But um, in addition to being able to provide them with a, a really cool playlist, which... They couldn't afford it at the time. They couldn't afford to buy all of it. That's why you only get like four songs in Fallout 3. But they're slowly releasing these other tracks. There's about 20 of them that I gave them. I don't know which ones they'll end up getting, and there's probably new ones that they'll get in the end. In the long term, I think they even had somebody make a custom track for this Fallout 4. But if you're listening to those uh, jazz songs, that's all because I worked at WRCT 88.3 and knew a lot about music and, and shared that. But... Um, the reason it talks about MUDs is because, and the reason why Herbert Daring Dashwood is an adventure, aside from the fact that I can do the Argyle thing, is also that um, I actually did this thing with uh, Daiku Mud. Uh, you guys know what Daiku Mud is or Aber Mud? No. Yeah, I know Daiku. In fact, that's <laughs> Daiku is kind of what EverQuest was based off of, if you all the slash commands and whatnot, from what I understand. Yeah, there's some crosstalk there. I don't know. I <clears throat> I actually ran into Bernie Yee in 1999 and, and kind of accused him of that during a press thing. And Sony put out a uh, press release that said, no, no, that that's not true. And, and to some extent, it is true. It was influential of it, but hmm. uh, it wasn't the code. Oh, I was kind uh, of a bat mud guy myself, but oh, well, God, that's I'm cool. dated now. I mush now. You know, I, I'm actually the head wizard of uh, 8bitmush.org. Uh, check hmm. it out sometime. It's a really cool thing. I'm not the owner. I'm just yeah. the head wizard. See, that's that's but, what they uh, need in Fallout 4 is you go to one of those terminals and then they Easter egg in like you're playing a MUD. And... They, they kind of did, actually, in one of the vaults. Oh, cool. Yeah, Fallout really? 3. Yeah, they do mention mudding in one of the vaults. It's like, huh. a, it's like a Zork game that you play. Well, so the reason that's in there is because in 1993, I wrote software that actually did go viral and, you know, thousands of people have used it uh, it's the uh, online creation part of Daiku Mud. And I, you know, have tracked it over the years, and I, I'm sure, like, thousands and thousands of people have used it at this point. It kind of ruined mudding in the long run, but it did provide a lot of really cool creative stuff. Mudding was dying, or not dying, it's not dead, it'll never die, but hmm. it was certainly changing uh, in the late 90s, and, and maybe online creation was to blame, you know. Well, but, it's, it's uh, like Usenet, right? It, it won't ever die, but it won't be quite relevant either so well it's 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 cannibalizing itself i mean i think the people who run a lot of the mud sites are just meanies they're looking to troll you they're looking to to accuse you of things um they're looking to well there's to, no there's no drama like mud drama That's i the... know i know really true <laughs> definitely i've never really played muds so if you can extend something in the virtual world into a real life attack a mudder will do that what yeah it's oh, it's definitely. like imagine imagine a bbs flame war where you can actually beat people with swords and you yeah. kind of yeah <laughs> it's a chat room with physical abuse oh. that's right that's exactly right why, and, would, uh, that, why would anyone want that it's it's self-deprecating but uh <clears throat> at, at 8-bit um luigi is the king i'm not luigi i'm Locke, l-o-c-k-e but um, Luigi instituted something called darting, which allows you to dart people, which kicks them off and then freezes them for like 10 minutes or a half an hour. And if you compound them, like throw many darts at somebody, 
you can make them have to go away for two weeks, which is something unique to that game. I mean, I didn't have anything to do with that feature. I don't like it. But it's somehow appropriate uh, to a mudding environment. Can you so, can you loot them and strip them naked while they're standing there frozen? Well, there are hacks where you can walk into people and take all their items. But, yeah. uh, well, I, I, I tell you what, I challenge you to, to uh, sneak on and, and try these things. You know, it's a troll's den in there if you, if you play it right. But uh, yeah, we need a no, space that's a, mud. That's your well, next project. Space, it, well, no, no, I'm never <laughs> going back. I'm never going back. I quit in 2006, man. I'm doing graphics. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I do work at 8-Bit Mush, but we have graphics. And we also have the space game in there. Uh, so check it out. But There's a space game in there? There's a space. There's 8-Bit uh, Mush is games within games. There's even a Tetris clone in there. What? Yeah, what? Wow, this, this takes me back because you were talking about, you know, you made the, the editor. And then I wrote an Atari oh, dear. back in the day. Yeah. So back Neat. when we were on 300 baud dial-up and characters yeah. would pop on the screen at a certain rate, right? So I, I actually wrote a thing that would string together a text file because you could put escape characters and stuff in the text file, um, which meant you could move the cursor around the screen. You could do backspaces, you know, delete and stuff like that. Yeah. So I wrote a, basically a movie editor in ASCII or their, their version of ANSI for, it was a TASCII is what they called it. Um, hmm. But it, it was like an ANSI character set for Ataris. And uh, yeah, some, some true classics like the the boob that ate New York were made in that. And uh, it was like King That's Kong awesome. with a boob, um, you know. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's hardcore. Definitely. I mean. Yeah, I was I a was, um, much better programmer then than I am now. That's for sure. So I'll tell you what, I at 8-bit, I mean, they say things, they're like, why did you upgrade from your 8088? <laughs> you know, so, you know, why did I, why, they're like 286, you know, that's the so whole. So, is that ansiart.com? Fancy.org, F-A-N, yes, it is ansiart.com, yes. <laughs> okay, I found it. Yeah, have you seen Jason Scott's BBS documentary? I have, parts of it. Yeah, um, the, the ANSI art part of it was particularly great. Because they got into like the uh, where they had the different ANSI groups and how they'd kind of war with each other, and I, I'd yeah, man, it, yeah. this, this yeah, whole yeah. online culture before online even it really? was. Yeah. yeah, I put out art pack like two, or it's it's, it's actually going to be released uh, at the end of the year. An art pack. We just made an art pack to bring it back. But, oh my uh, god, <laughs> we have a member of Ice. Remember Ice? Yeah. Yeah, he. They, we have one of our users is an ICE ex member, and he comes by and hangs out because we we're we're the only guys really innovating ANSI uh, at this stage. Yeah, but we like doing it. So, so you if, if you go to artscene.textfiles.com, sure, and that's got all the ANSI packs clear back to like 1992. Yeah, they're gonna have to make a new uh, section for us, 2015, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Oh wow! To present, I mean, to present does mean you know. Yeah, man, he's got he's got everybody in here. It's like Mirage, um, and Aces of Ansi, and uh, Grimoires in here. He's got all these dudes. But yeah. So if you go to that website, artscene.textfiles.com, there's a a, a link there for Ansi music, mm -hmm. and Eight Bit will play Ansi music. So I actually imported all of the Ansi music from there. And I put it into a jukebox object that you can buy, 
and is also available for free lying around somewhere. And uh, when I say buy, I mean coins. On 8-Bit, you get paid coins every day, a paycheck from Slappy the Mule. He sends you a paycheck. Uh, so you can buy this thing. But anyway, uh, and the jukebox will play, uh, you know, the 1992 version of Coventry by, you know, random, by Ed Bragg or whoever. Well, no, uh, it's, so, if it doesn't play Eye of the Tiger and Axel F, it's not real. So It does. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In fact, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up for you. And give me a <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. no I'm, I, and I'm, I'm from I'm there, probably, man. That's, uh, that's awesome. Say. That's awesome. Yeah, no. I'm definitely going to check out this NCR thing. It looks pretty nifty. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, so, so Brian, I feel like we've gotten off topic. Are you still playing? Are you still shooting I'm things? I'm still playing. I'm still shooting things. I got some missile that's kind of greenish, and it just, like, blows up the fuck out of everything. Awesome. It hasn't crashed once. Knock yeah. on, knock on Ikea wood. This is, uh, this is pretty great, actually. I'm really enjoying this, and, and the more I play it, the more I could see that there could be a lot of awesome opportunities here once you get all the shit you want to work working. You know, yeah. like talking to space stations and boarding ships and stealing their shit. And well, since you're going well, over to the new engine, right? Like you could you could kind of like let people pre-order spaceships and you know, kind of get that whole star system thing going. There will be no. Okay, a couple of policies at Lost Astronaut that you got to be aware of. Number one, it's got to be fun. Number two, it's got to look kind of cool. It can't look crappy. And, and number three is no in-app purchases. So you'll never be buying anything. But but one thing that you can do now is you can edit the text file for the campaign. And if you're a real hacker, modder type, you could probably make your own uh, space areas in it. That kind the planet! Of we want to see that. You know, I want to see that. I want you to land on a planet. I mean, I want you to build a base on a planet, uh, maybe. Um, or at least encounter a base on a planet if you don't build it. Um, so, And you're supposed to go... To destroyed Earth. I mean, if you read the data bank, which, you know, it's reading, so you can do it later if you want. But Reading? You, yeah, reading. Uh, if you go back to the main menu and click on data bank, there's, there's actually a whole little, like, you know, with a uh, civipedia in there. You know, if you Is read. that like another Pennsylvania reference? The reading. Civipedia? No, the reading. reading. Oh, Is that no. reading? Never reading mind. is a town in Pennsylvania. Heads and meds, yeah. we're they have a railroad and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, only in Monopoly. So, yeah. so, so you are rewriting this in your own custom engine. Now, if someone buys this version now, the Game Maker version, will they get access to the custom version you're making? Well, you know, Steam has given me one app ID, and I'm gonna just update it there. Yeah, I'm not gonna cheat people out of that. I mean, very cool. There's well, only... I, I don't, I didn't mean to assume that you would. No, but no, 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 no. I just I, wanted no. to clarify that. I'm sure people would want to know that. That's why I asked. No, and I, I we're not moving forward with this. I mean, I'm not going to be updating this engine, but right, I will be right. in a few months putting out, like next year, uh, early, like by March, hopefully, putting right. out the newer engine with, with a better uh, a better world to play in. It won't be done, uh, but it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be somewhere. It'll still be early access, but it'll be much more fun and playable. Not that this version isn't fun and playable, but you're... You want to do even more stuff, and it sounds like Game Maker has severely limited you in what you can do. It works for some people. I think it worked for the guy who made Gunpoint. Okay, that's their big success. They told me uh, that two days ago. They're like, Gunpoint was made in it, and look at his new game. And his new game looks a lot like kind of like a real-time FTL, and it looks cool, and go play what's, it. What's his new game? What, what game are you talking about? It's um, it's like a... 
Um, it's like this. It's it's a top down two D, but you can land and and get out and walk into the station and and walk around spaceships that you board. I probably have it, or I'm gonna have it soon. Well, it, it's I don't know when it'll be released, but it, oh. it's um, it's certainly something he's working on, and it looks great. And he he was able to make all that happen, and that's great. But when I when I approach this this development platform, I don't want to stick everything in a game maker object. I want it to be portable. I want us to be able to take it out of there later. And I just, I just give up. I just, I hate it. I hate it. Oh no. It takes me 20 minutes to save the file of the game engine. And every time I build the thing, it takes 20 minutes to see what I just did. Are you still using cassette tapes or what? I feel like (laughs) when I type, Remember that 300 baud modem thing you were talking yeah, about man. a minute ago? Yeah. That's the speed that it limits me to when I type. It's like oh, 160 baud. Seriously. And so for me, it's over. Oh. I got to move on. I can't do it in there. So you're going to get a great new engine with the, you know, it's good for Empire in the Sky, the, the, the sequel, because I'll be able to put out this platform and, and get some feedback from users. I think it'll work on most machines, not everyone, but, but most machines. So, right. you know, it can't be any worse than this. The same requirements. You got to have NVIDIA. You got to have ATI. You can't use Intel graphics for this. Uh, it won't really w- run on a laptop very easily. But oh, jeez, it's going to be great because I do. I can do also. Let me give you an example. This is a little specific, but frame buffer objects. That's mm-hmm. real specific. Okay? What that means is that you write to an area off screen, and then you can put it onto a texture and put that texture onto a polygon. You guys have seen this. When you pull up the Pip-Boy in Fallout 4, you're looking at an FBO, a frame buffer object. It's a special uh, render to texture is another name for this. So in Fallout, you can do that. In Game Maker, Game Maker forces you to throw away your FBOs at the end of every frame. So you cannot capture information onto an FBO and store it there. Because of that, you're severely limited. You cannot use an FBO... Um, except temporarily. And I know that sounds like real specific and nitpicky, but it means that you can't put maps in there. You can't put like crazy huge lookup tables in an FBO. And you're just, ah, oh, the things I would do if I could do just that. I'm I'm actually surprised that you lasted as long as like at at what point would would I just eject and be like, well, I think the 500 bucks I spent, was like I was like I'm getting my five hundred dollars out of this. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make it. <laughs> and, yeah. By the way, Tom Francis's other game uh, called Heat. Oh yeah. Signature. That sounds familiar. Is that out? Yet? No, it isn't out yet. Yeah. There's not but even yeah, a release. But yeah, it's made in Game Maker, and it's like uh, you know you fly around and then go inside spaceships, and, and it gets a little roguelike inside the ships. So I think cute. if I. If I decrease the resolution of the graphics I could load faster you know a lot of it's about that initial load maybe that's why the game gunpoint is so so nice and quick because it's kind of chunky used... pixel yeah and I like that look I do uh, maybe that's the secret I don't know yeah hey I threw a link uh, for you in the in the chat there it's to yeah, ASCII.net. Um, uh, really a... really cool it's basically an ASCII privateer. version of privateer yeah oh this is awesome it's pretty great this is awesome. This is like Steam. It like no, it's just a free game. It like mixes Privateer with Sundog almost in how it plays because you can get out of your ship and walk around the bases like you could in Sundog, and Ooh, then like when you get yes. into space, it's like an ASCII fucking ship. You're like, wow, 
There's another game that reminds me of the one I'm playing. Um, did you ever hear of this game, Starbox? Uh, it's another top-down RPG spacey thing, but I don't know which engine it's running on. I was uh, very disappointed to find out that you were not actually a box. I, oh, I was kind of yeah. hoping there was some so, cardboard oh. involved. Does ASCII Sanctor run in the in the Linux term? No, it's, it, well, it's a Windows it, executable, but it's uh, but it basically they pops a, a DOS window up and runs it. Uh, okay, in that case, it does work in the Linux term, and that's exciting. That's way better than Rogue, where it's like, <laughs> you know, no colors. That's awesome. Uh, oh, I did write another game. I just thought of it. So I wrote an editor for Linux called Fed. So you type Fed it or Fed. It's just a joke, like Fed, like the Fed. And uh, it's on SourceForge, but hidden in it is uh, N Curses Invaders. So you play like a, a text space invader. Uh. Throw that out there. Yeah. It's like a hidden boss key. All right. It's so, so I'm so sorry you're frustrated with this version, but I, I, I kind of, you know what? I see the possibilities for something awesome here. It just, it needs more. It needs more stuff. It needs, like right now I'm just flying around shooting stuff. I'd love to be able to, you know, talk to people. I'd love to be able to land on planets. And you say you have that in the works. You know? Well, it's in the plan. It's not in the well. In the plan, that's what I meant. You know, you you have it. You have like a a, a plan that you want yeah. to do all this stuff. And no, I mean, I want that door to open again. You know, I want to be able to land on a planet. I mean, I wouldn't be able to really do that. I can't even switch to a, a platform review. I'm not going to do a platform. I don't think. I think I'm just going to keep it all top down. But I have a problem with like that whole like you're holding a gun out in front of you and you're it, it just looks silly. <laughs> like a flying uh, flying letter T. I don't. Yeah. yeah. See, I but, have a I have a vision. I have several, but usually uh, when I'm drunk. But uh, yeah. this this thought that I have, there's like old games because we've been talking about like some old school stuff, and there's things that were made back then, and nobody has touched a game that's similar to it since. You know, and you like and I mule? like what? Like mule? Yeah, like mule. Well, uh, uh, yeah, I guess that would yeah. actually qualify because it's you know. But I I was thinking about well, um, oh, what's his new sure. game? It's uh, off world resource. No, not off world resource base. The space business thing on Mars. Off world resource company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was yeah, off world off world resource something. Yeah. yeah. No, I know you're talking. No, about. It, it, it's kind of like well, that's kind of mule. <laughs> Sort of, it's it's like Mule 2015, but uh, but way complex, you know, in real time and stuff. But but yeah, like the thing with Mule. Well, the thing that I was thinking about is like if you if you recast any old game in and you put in space behind it, right? Now you've got a new thing. So uh, and like a lot of the old Sid Meier stuff that I really liked, right? So when you have when you look at like Sid Meier's Pirates, that would totally. Work. Oh yeah. You know? mm-hmm. There are some games that do try and capture that, but or, or Railroad Tycoon Space, which <laughs> is kind of Space Bucks. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Well, and you Space could say Bucks that... needs to come back because, oh god, my yeah. god, right? We we you were could... playing Space Bucks last week, and that game is sublime, and it's great. And I just cannot believe nobody has remade that thing, and it, and it would work as, dude, you could it redo totally Space work. Bucks as a freaking totally BBS work. door game, and yeah. it would work. It would totally work. Uh, in you, space. you could say that like the escape velocity type games are kind of Sid Meier's piratey in space, somewhat ish. But I'm I'm talking about like ish. you go to you go to a colony and you get a letter of mark from the governor and like oh. those 
those Spanish spaceships. And oh, what is that? Uh, oh, Patrician. Hmm? Yeah, Patrician, Patrician in space would be great. Yeah, in space. That'd be cool, too. Port Royale. But I don't know how into Patrician you got, but I downloaded a save game once. It was like, they were like, perfect, everybody, you know, this is the perfect game. And, like, all you have to do is, like, hit the play button at four, you know, four times and just let it go and it'll just... And it, oh, I was like, how could you possibly have done that? That was crazy. Uh, wow. That must have taken, like, 500 hours to set that up. That was... Yeah, wow. those those Patrician games were... And, like, the Anno games and all those other well, games. Patrician, wasn't it kind of um, a follow-on to, like, Machiavelli the Prince? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very much in that same style, yes. Yeah. yeah. You went Great to, like, games. the cafe. You could order, like, the, the, the egg over, you know, a certain way. <laughs> no, what we need is the guild in space. That's what we need. That would be neat. I would love that. Yeah. And the guild's still around, man. You can get that on Steam now. Oh, those are those are great games. I got, got that with, like, uh, Warhammer. Yeah. It is a great time we're living in. We have I do have a lot of choice in terms of gaming right now. Totally. Totally. It's I mean, amazing. I, I tried to own every space game. When I started oh, yeah. this project, there was no Minecraft. Nope. You know? <laughs> And so I was like, I'm going to make the coolest building game. Uh, by the way, I worked on Sauerbraten. You guys ever heard of that? No. Cube 2 engine? No? no well, it's exactly like Minecraft, but came out in 2003, and no one played it. Like, some people played it. It was in a Burger King commercial, but then Minecraft. Apparently, you I didn't have the fedora that I, I'm personally the... not a fan of building games like that. I know a lot of people love them. I just don't have the patience for it anymore. Terraria? Yeah, I don't have the patience for it. I really? I don't. No, I don't. Huh? Starbound? I own it. I don't have the patience to build shit. I just want to run around and shoot shit and be yeah, my, my wife and is like the, the queen of Terraria, though. It was like I, I, loved, I bought I her Terraria. I didn't. Oh, I loved it. It was so great in the beginning. It was really a wonderful new day. And then now I'm like, whatever. And Starbound, though, is a big mistake. I mean, everywhere you just go to another planet, man, you don't have to build anything. You just steal other people's stuff. It's cool. It's cool. Uh. Um, anyway, without further ado, uh, here is uh, the MASH theme song. Wow. This is at the original time signature of the guy who wrote it. It's not the right time signature. It's not the as seen on TV, but... It's just a little slower. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So so it's actually an ANSI-triggered thing, so it's not like a MIDI whatever. So do, does it actually just take the different ANSI uh, characters and translate those so you have like a big well, long string of text? Yeah, it is a long string of text. Um, it has You can set little parameters. It, you, it follows the original ANSI spec. But when you go to 8bitmush.org or ansiart.com and you use the web client, it's using Flash, so it's converting that into... A, flash tones but you can do a lot of cool stuff with it let me give you one other example and i'll turn this sound off in a few seconds it's gonna be crazy but this is canon in d i i did the conversion from a midi file i have a, like a method using DOSBox. i can do these things i put into a mod and then i can use php to rip it out anyway there's this long process but here it is <laughs> So we'll come back to it in a few uh, minutes when it when it gets really good. But uh, um, I don't know. It's it's neat to be able to play with chip tunes like. <laughs> 
Yeah, so yeah, I no, had a buddy awesome. that I worked with, and he was like all about like he had MP3s of chip tunes, and that's what he'd listen to work all day. And uh, Why not? you know, he was Why not? he was into the resurgence. So here, I'll, I'm gonna send you guys. I think it's this. Yeah, yeah, bite beat. Do you know about this? No. So there's a new music movement, and it came out with HTML5. So here's the link. When you click this, it will make noise. So I'll just let you know in advance. Uh, but before you do that, let me just bring it back because it should be pretty cool now. Let me see here. It sounds about the same. Here we go. Here we go. No, it didn't do it. Damn, you got so you a digital harpsichord going on there. It does have three voices, so you get all three voices. But anyway, you'll have to stop by eight bit much. Yeah, to my, I, I clicked that link, and my wife like clear from the other side of the house is like, like WTF is going on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, what what that is is ByteBeat is this type of uh, it's, it's it's called a Askel. Um, so it's A S K and L, and you can play with it until it becomes a. Uh, a different sound, and uh, I'll just uh, wow, kind of what it sounds like. All right, sorry to blow the speakers, guys. Yeah, she was like, It sounds like it was coming out of the TV in the living room. How did you do that? And I'm like, Oh, shit, now we're haunted. You gave me a haunted <laughs> thing, it must have been the acoustics in the house or whatever. I had my speakers up kind of loud, yeah, sorry about that. But uh, it's a new movement, uh, bite beat. No, it was cool, here? man. I was like 14 again for a second, there. yeah, I know, it brings you back. So well, it, uh, it, it's like the only thing the only thing cooler than that is when you get the guy with like five fifteen forty one floppy drives and he's playing the Imperial March on him. And <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> that, that, yes, yes. Um, All right. Well, we should wrap this up. Yeah. Thanks. Getting tired, but uh, man, I want to thank you for coming on. We talked about a lot of great stuff, not just your game. So, folks, the game though is Fringes of the Empire. It's on Steam for twenty dollars early access. Uh, right now it's kind of a mess, but it's early access, so you should know that going in. Well, you know, it's early access. But again, uh, this thing is going to be rewritten in the next few months uh, and re-released uh, in a sort of new custom engine. It's going to be in high definition 2D. So you can kind of yeah. buy in now and check it out and Are check you... out the lore and check out the RPG elements. Are you going to have Oculus cool. support? Um I actually could. I actually also am a uh, uh, leap motion developer, but I don't think those things are really gonna. Yeah, I had in. I had one for like five minutes. Like, oh what? what? It's a it's a little. It's about the size of a candy bar, and you set it behind your keyboard, and then whenever you get your hand up in front of your monitor, it's actually doing. It's almost like a, a Xbox Connect, but it looks upwards uh, and it looks at the palm of your hand and your fingers. So what? in theory, you There's can manipulate guy. things on the screen, but I didn't really find it too what? good. Play with it, but Brian, you got to see this video of this guy playing the uh, fiddle with his hand and a pen, and it's just amazing. Just so, for, so like, what was what was actually fiddle. awesome that we had um, the guys that did yeah. uh, Galaxy on Fire two, and now they've got mm-hmm. their own company and they're making another game that I can't remember the name of, but they were showing us a video of some of their testers, right? And they've all got, like, Oculus rifts on their face. But on the front of the Oculus is a leap motion, just, like, stuck 
you know, right over your eyes on it. So what they're doing with that is they're actually, you have the Oculus on, but then the leap motion is actually tracking your hands. So then you can have your hands do things in the VR. And apparently they've got some deal going with leap motion and that. So they're, they're like developing for it. That's awesome. Well, they're pretty much giving away their SDK. Anybody can develop, but, uh, uh, it's like 70 bucks to get their dev kit. Uh, that's cool that they're going to combine those things. I don't know if you've seen the Microsoft thing where they're yeah. they're projecting outside your TV screen. Yeah, I would I would actually like it would be really cool to be able to play like a war game and have little army men running around my kitchen table. You know, that's <laughs> that's the dream, right? Um, I I kind of wonder like what the porn applications are for that though, because you know it, I think I've seen like <laughs> well it's like VCR right Betamax versus VHS you know porn determines who oh wins. now the stream is okay so, yay it's it fine is. now the stream is okay I wonder what was going on earlier now well, the stream is fine it's all well I wanted to shit. throw this out there Brian since we didn't have a good time today maybe in a few months we can get back together oh yeah no 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 when the re-release uh, and the new engine comes out we'll definitely have you back on to revisit oh, this. in awesome. fact you can just come back every week if you'd like we'll yeah. just make a co-host out of you well, if you ever, uh, if you, I occasionally a couple times that would be fine. I think you'd get sick of me, but uh, I, I do want to say though that I do want to put as seen on Space Game Junkie because you guys are really keeping the torch lit on this. I know you guys love these games, and and Absolutely. I think it's appropriate that for at least this title fringes that that uh, you be mentioned in the beginning. So oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, if we could yeah. be like crappy characters in the game, that would be even the best. Oh. Whoa, hey, space games. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, whoa, talk- look at Brian over there. He loves his space games. Why don't you? Whoa. Oh, my God. Don't go full walking. You never go full I walking. I didn't know that, that Hunter was the Baba Booey. <laughs> you know, that's, the, not, that's not the first time I've been called that. Oh, oh shit. Oh, no. Oh my that gosh. wasn't the intention. Oh, hey, no. so I, I do have one other question because you, you seem to know a, a wide swath of people in the game industry going way back. So there, I am on a quest. I want to find from Interplay the tapes from Secret oh, of Vulcan God. Fury. Whenever they had the full cast of, of Star Trek come in and read for that game, and they did, did like all the your, audio. Are you touching your nipples now? I Is am. I do this every time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we ended up talking to uh, to Tom, the guy that is making. Um, the Artemis. bridge simulator Artemis and he said about you know well he had worked at, at Interplay and I was like oh well you know I'm I'm looking for the buried tapes right and he was like well actually I was lead developer on that game and it was just like you know <laughs> screeching tires forget, whoa let's forget talk Artemis about... what what Artemis yeah we it's don't like care forget your game anymore. let's talk about that so um but it's just like every every time I I find somebody that's fairly well connected I'm just like do you know where the tapes are um, well, I've talked to Berger several times. You know who Berger is? Uh, so, um, Berger is like, she knows Brian Fargo, like the back of her hand, you know, she's, um, she's one of the original, she won the like Atari worldwide championship in like 1984 and was like, you know, became a game developer and an early game programmer. And, uh, she eventually worked with Interplay, and she was integral in the development of Bard's Tale Four, and which, by the way, is I'm I'm sorry, all Bard's Tales, but Bard's Tale Four, she's she's that's like her personal project, and she's very proud that it's now been kickstarted. And I'm a backer. I I backed like a hundred projects on Kickstarter. I love. I like how they're calling that one four, even though there was this Bard's Tale game out a while back. <laughs> 
with uh with Carrie Elways. That's Bard's Tale unmentionable. You can talk to you can catch up with that on Mad Chat. I'm sure she talks about that at some point. She was on like five six episodes in a row. Oh wow! Uh, I but was, I heard it wasn't a bad game. Um, I don't know. You, yeah, I, I can't get what, it to run. I bought it. I oh, cannot get that thing for. That's sad. It sucks. Yeah, because well, I have determined like that Bard's uh, that the Bard's Tale brew kind of or Bard's is not a good brew, but um. If you've ever had, it's a sorghum beer. It's, it's don't ever waste your money. No, but I, but, uh, I, I will tell you the <laughs> the second best thing to Iron City beer is, and I only say that because you're from PA. Um, yeah. But the uh, <laughs> but uh, Hunter introduced me to this not your father's root beer. Oh my god. Oh. You know yes. what? I don't really like that one. There's better root beers. I don't think. Oh, it's fun having it. you on the show. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had Telegraph, Hunter? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, which is Brian the only one in in California? Yes. Yes. Brian, you've had Telegraph. I've not. Actually. That is the finest brew that I've ever enjoyed. It's a root beer or a regular beer? No, it's a it's a brew, but they have some. It's a beer. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, Chicago has some really great root beers that are craft root beers. I have had that recently, though. I mean, it was a root beer that had alcohol in it. I'm with you, Hunter. I understand. I just feel like there's. There's probably a wider assortment that I haven't yet discovered. What's well, it? Uh, it's just the wine just, cooler of beers. Right. It just tastes so good. All right. All right. Um, I guess if you poured enough sugar in a in a Paps Blue Ribbon, you'd probably achieve. Oh, oh, it. But, oh, oh. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, is I uh, I you know I'm a Stomach. huge fan of the root beer float, and so I thought, man, why not have an adult root beer float? And it's you know it's a it's a pretty good compromise for you know so. Damn, dude, that's what we're doing when you get here that. Friday. Root beer floats. We'll have a root beer float party. <laughs> awesome. You guys are that, that actually sounds pretty good, Hunter. I just drank one, and it was like, I'm good about halfway through because it was too much. But, are we uh, going to sit on the floor and play Nintendo, too? Yo, total, dude, I got the Wii all hacked up. You're going to have to help yes! me with the GameCube crap, though, because I can't. Let's do it. I, so. I hacked my Wii as well. I have not hacked my Wii yet. It's worth doing. Should I? Should I hack it? Should yeah, hack- be what careful because is- you can go blind hacking your Wii. What? What does hacking? What does? <laughs> yeah, what does hacking one's Wii? I was the Wii- only one thinking. <laughs> what does hacking one's Wii? Uh, okay, so what? So what you do is you get an SD card and you put well the the current you go to thing Walmart is mail and bomb. get some KY. Yeah, exactly. So um, you have to you have to uh, get a SD card that it likes, which is a list. That, it'll, that it's compatible with, um, and then you load a thing called Mailbomb on there, and then you open up the email, and it actually, for some reason, they have the code actually check on the SD card for saved email. I don't know why, um, but it huh. presents this email, and you open it, and it's it's like a an exploit, right? So it actually injects a loader into the console. You use that to install the homebrew channel, and then it's a like a web browser, and you go in there and you actually pick things you want to download, and then you can download a mod that actually loads Wii games off of a hard drive, and then you just plug oh. a hard drive in and stick all your stuff on it, and uh, it also will do GameCube games if you get the secret sauce right, but I'm having trouble with that. Well, I have Sega. I play Starflight on that. Um, I have the Sega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually well, really probably fun. the most refined version of Starflight you'll find is the Sega. No, it's Genesis the 3DO version. version is actually the greatest. Seriously? Really? No, <laughs> I don't know. I had oh, an, I had a girl. She had a 
She had Wing Commander. Yeah, yeah. Super but, Wing Commander for dude, the 3DO, absolutely. Who was it that we had on the show that was actually the guy that ported the thing to the 3DO? That might have been Thomas again. No, no, it was a different guy. Yeah. This was fairly recent. This was in the last couple months. And we oh, were talking to him, and he was like, yeah, and I ported it to the 3DO. And I was like, oh, what? yeah, I do remember yeah. someone said that, but I cannot for the life of me remember who. We've had a wide variety of interesting shows. people on this. We've had a wide variety of interesting people on this show. You know, I watched the Wing Commander movie on oh, Netflix like a month no. ago. Oh, why okay. did you do right, that so, to so yourself? So here's the deal. Go back in our archive to episode four, because we had Chris Roberts on. And I and at the time I was doing a show called Bad Movie Podcast, right? And and it was on my list. And and I'm like, Chris, I have to ask you. And I'm looking in his eyes in the webcam, and I'm I'm expecting tears, right? I'm like, Chris, I I must ask you about them. And then he was like, Well, let me tell you a story. And he went like 45 minutes down the rabbit hole of it was amazingly everything about that movie. He was and, amazingly candid about it. Yeah, it was like, Why are the Killerothi hairless? And he's like, Well. We ordered them from China, and and then the Lucas Arts or Lucas had the stage, and Sony kicked them off the the sound stage. Like they were supposed to have like months, and they gave them two weeks. So then they had to yeah. rush order the Kilrathi suits from China, and apparently the glue that was holding the fur on didn't bond, and they shipped them wet. So then the, the, he said they looked like they had mange. So they ended up just saying, <laughs> okay, well they're Sphinx cats now, and shave them. And because they got them the morning before they had to shoot the next day. Yeah. So it was like, oh, shit, now what? You know, so he, he and I, I just I came out of it with like sympathy for him completely about everything yeah. that happened on that movie, because it was just like slow motion falling down a staircase. And yeah, it sounded pretty goddamn terrible. But he totally well, you know, redeemed I himself. I didn't realize that he actually made Outlander. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, and, I, I, that's interesting. Yeah. I, well, looking back at that movie, that movie is all about we made the panels realistic. That's all that that movie really brought to the sci fi genre. No, the best thing about that movie is we have to be quiet in space. Shh. Silent running. Well, that's because they had Jurgen Pranchow there and he was channeling Das Boot. I know, but I mean, it's fucking space. Come on. There's no sound. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I want the space submarine so bad. You're going to get one making. whenever we fucking get that thing. Whatever. Yes. I was so overjoyed. It's like they're making silent service in space. Yeah, oh, yes. So that would work. That would work in like a, a sponge nebula or something like that. Uh, you know, it's interesting. In space games today, you rarely see a sponge Jovian. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's possible there could be a big water droplet floating around out there somewhere. You know, we could fly through that. You know, <laughs> a, a, a sponge Jovian. A sponge Jovian is, that... is basically a styrofoam planet. Oh, okay. Because and all right, I, I was having a, a square pants moment there, but I'm I'm back. Uh, yeah, 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 no, and no. <laughs> no, no, there's cool stuff you don't oh, see. Uh, hopefully, no, you'll no. see it in the future. Oh, now the stream is fucking up. All right, let's cut this. That's <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, right. Brian. Been a lot of fun. Herb, thank you so much for joining us, games guys. Again, game Fringes of the Empire. It's on Steam. Check it out. It is. It's fun. I'm having a good time with this. I'm having a good time with this. And again, uh, don't be deterred if it's very early Brokey access right now. There's there's more coming in the next few months. So so keep an eye on this and, one. Uh, Wishlist it or something. Perpetually or buy it. Perpetually, there's more to come. Uh, perpetually, there's more to come. That's yeah. an important word. Perpetually. All right. Okay. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Oh, our pleasure, man. Uh, we will, uh, folks. This 
So Thursday we were gonna play. I put it on the calendar. We were gonna play. Um, what is it? The Rebellion, the Rebel, the Commando game. Yeah. Republic but, Commando. Yeah, Republic Commando. But you guys Star told Wars me the multiplayer. But you guys told me the multiplayer that is shit. Yeah, it's like yeah, deathmatch only. Yeah, it's just gonna be the three of us. It's gonna be boring as hell. We should basic. Play. We should instead do Hell Divers. Yes. We hell Divers all hell the divers. time. If you haven't, yes. played, so if I, you haven't played that. If you guys haven't played Hell Divers, stay. I think we're gonna break our Star Tra- Star Wars streak to do some multiplayer co op Hell Divers because that game. They should called that game Shiden because that game is. Oh my god! <laughs> I have not belly laughed so hard playing a game for so long. Guys, that game is winded. amazing. It just came out yesterday, December seventh, and it will the day it will live in infamy because that game came out, and uh, that game is amazing, you guys. So we're gonna be playing that on Thursday instead of a Star Wars game. But next week, uh, Hunter and Jim are gonna walk me through the early parts of um, of the Old Republic MMO. We're I'm gonna dive in. Wow, really? we're doing that. We're doing, we're doing that. This? We're I doing it. A day that I thought would never come. We're doing it. That's I'm going to load it up on, on next Tuesday, and, and I'm going to start from the very beginning on the stream, and I'm going to flail around like a baby, and you guys are going to help me. So it's going to be great. Dude, I can take you <laughs> for a ride on my spaceship. Woo! It's awesome. It's a big Sith cruiser. you to take me for a magic carpet Hey, ride. mine's a big Sith cruiser, too. Awesome. What are you saying? Uh, I thought you were a bounty hunter or something. Oh, no. That, never mind. Oh, the Sith. So fantastic. Ah, it's the same old Sith Sith. every week. Same old Sith every week. So absolute. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah. You know what's stupid about that statement? Only a Sith deals in absolute because that's an absolute. (laughs) I uh, I wanted to punch the screenwriter after I heard that line. Oh, you mean George Lucas, the the, the writing of a 12-year-old child? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Megaforce had better dialogue than that. (laughs) Megaforce had a flying motorcycle. It did, which is better than all three of the prequel movies combined. I I urge you, Brian, to watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Wait, what? (laughs) I showed showed some key scenes from Hard Ticket to Hawaii to Hunter last night. What? Yeah, oh, he's still recording, is, by the escape. way. Yes, we're still. Oh, shit. Bye, guys. <laughs> Cut the stream. <laughs>